friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, September the 16th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life, my friends. I wish you God's goodness and God's beauty here today. Brothers and sisters, we are going to take a look. You know, last week we only, in fact, the last two weeks, we only looked at the gospel because they were longer gospels. They were just very uh, heavy and deep. Um, not that today's isn't, but we are going to include the first reading as well. It's a wonderful first reading, a very in-your-face first reading uh, from the prophet Amos. So we are going to look at the readings for this 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, first reading in gospel. And as always, brothers and sisters, uh, what the Word of God says, let that resonate within you. Let that find a place uh, that can can find purchase, a, a place where that seed can find the soil that it needs. Uh, chew on it. And again, as always, we're looking for a simple, uh, is there a word? Is there a phrase? Is there an idea with which the Holy Spirit comes to you? A word, a phrase, or an idea? And let that settle within. Let that percolate. Let uh, Just chew on that. Because that is how the Holy Spirit comes to us and how God speaks to us here and now today. Okay? Uh, And if something I say helps resonate with that, well, even better. But if not, you throw out what I'm going to say, but you let the Word of God sit upon your heart. Okay? That said, my friends, let's take a look at uh, what those readings are. And the first reading, as I mentioned, is from Amos. It's going to be Amos chapter 8, verses 4 to 7. And when we get to the gospel, it's going to be the gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 to 13. Okay? So let's begin by breaking open Amos. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. When will the new moon be over, you ask, that we may sell our grain and the Sabbath that we may display the wheat? We will diminish the ephah, add to the shekel, and fix our scales for cheating. We will buy the lowly for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. Even the refuse of the wheat we will sell. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, Never will I forget a thing they have done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So again, a little harder to find the thread that's going to that's gonna flow through the first reading and the gospel today, but it's there. It's there. So let's open ourselves to what uh, the Spirit has for us in, in the gospel today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do? 
Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I am not strong enough to dig, and I am too ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. And he called in his master's debtors, one by one. To the first, he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. The person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. They will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, a word, a phrase, an idea. So, my friends, let's ask this, because this gospel can be absolutely confusing, and, and, and maybe not to you. Let me simply say, this gospel can be absolutely confusing to me. Because it's not as straightforward as so many of the Gospels that we hear Jesus, you know, gosh, last week we heard three parables that were pretty darn straightforward, right? It was pretty easy to see where where Jesus was inviting us to go in terms of to who God is and who we are and, 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 uh, and humanity itself, right? And, and what that invites us to. This one is tougher because it almost sounds like Jesus is uh, praising this person for acting in a dishonest way. Is that truly what Jesus is praising? I would argue it's not. I would argue instead that it's the action of the person that Jesus is praising and inviting us to a similar yet different action. Now, that I've got you sufficiently confused, let's go back to the first reading and remember the basis. 
Let's remember the foundation upon which we stand, okay? So, what is that? It's Amos. Now, Amos was a prophet coming from the southern kingdom of Judah, going to the wealthy north, northern kingdom, and speaking against how they're using and gaining their wealth, okay? You don't need to know any of what I just said other than Amos is a prophet, and he's raging against how those wealthy people in the north are gaining their wealth and what they're using it on, all right? The words of Amos are pretty pointed and and really are not only in the face of those 2,700 years ago, but they're in our face right now, right? Hear this, you who trample upon the needy. Who are the needy? They're everywhere. They're everywhere, right? Okay, so hear this, you who do this, trample on the needy and destroy the poor of the land. And how do they do that? When will the new moon be over? Okay, so that's a religious festival. Uh, the, the, when will the new moon be over? They're saying, when will this religious festival be over? Why? That we may sell our grain. And when will the Sabbath be over? Why the Sabbath is that sundown, sunset to sunset, right? Sunset Friday to sunset Saturday. That's their Sabbath day, their holy day. When will that be over? Why do we may display our wheat? Okay, so we're going to sell our grain and wheat. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But when will it be over so we may sell it? Why? So we're going to diminish the ephah and add to the shekel and fix our scales for cheating. We are going to cheat people. When will these religious holidays, when will I have to stop putting on these external pieties that I may be really who I want to be, which is what? Rich. And how am I going to do it? By taking advantage of anybody. And I'm going to sell my wares for um, an exorbitant amount. And I'm going to cheat you. I'm going to fix my scales for cheating. And what will happen? I'll buy the lowly for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. Because I'm going to take advantage of them. Even the refuse of the wheat, even that which is on the bottom of the barrel, I'm going to sell it to those who are sucker enough to buy it. And what it says at the end is, I'm telling you, people of Jacob, the Lord will never forget a thing that we have done. My friends, remember this. We just heard last week, Luke took one entire chapter of his gospel, and he only has 24. He took one twenty-fourth of his gospel to remind us how God looks at the poor right? The kingdom of God is like a shepherd who had 100 sheep, and one of them was lost. And that could be an individual, as we said, right? That could be a, uh, a community of people. It could be a region. It could be a, a whatever that is. But the kingdom of God is like that. There were 100 sheep, and one of them was lost. One of them was feeling poor. One of them was feeling lowly. What did that shepherd do? He left the 99 went out, and when he or she found that sheep, they put it on their shoulders and came back and said, Rejoice with me, because I found that which is lost. Because that lost deserves dignity. And if we didn't get it there, it was the woman sweeping for the the coin that she had 10 of them and lost one of them and, and lit every lamp 
and moved every piece of furniture and swept the house until she found it. That's what the poor with. And if we didn't get it there, we got it with the, the two sons, right? The, the story we call the, the prodigal son, the prodigious father. You know, how God treats those who are lost and those who are poor and the lonely. But now, immediately, these are the first words of Jesus. Now, the words that I said here were Amos. But these are the first words of Jesus in the gospel where he says, how do we treat those who are less than? So this odd story, let's, let's start kind of, I don't know, just opening it up and seeing what we see. So a rich man had a steward who was basically uh, cheating the, the, uh, his master. And the master got wind of it somehow. And he said, I'm going to do an audit. Come here. I'm auditing all your books. And the guy knew he was busted. And so what he did in order to make sure that the books balanced is he went out. He said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm too proud to beg. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a soft landing spot. And I'm going to do it through this ingenuity of mine, this creativity, <laughs> even if this creativity is uh, fairly illegal <laughs> and fairly unethical, okay? What does that look like? He goes to each person that owes the master something individually, and he says, hey, you owe 100, okay, let's just use dollars, EFAs, whatever, you know, 100 cores of wheat, whatever it is. You owe 100 of whatever this is. Here's the promissory note that you have already signed. Rip it up. Write another one that says you owe 50. Give me that 50. You win because it's less. I win because I have your 50. And do you know what I've done? Not only do you, are you happy that you have 50 less? Now I have a corroborate, somebody who's corroborating in my, in my nefarious deeds. Because I didn't write up that promissory note for 50. I don't know where that came from. That's in his handwriting, not mine. And so I've got somebody now who is in this with me, who they get, uh, they get to make, they stand to make 50% uh, profit or 100% profit, whatever, you know, that is. They're, they're by half, they owe. I get that money up front to balance my books and they collude with me. And then he goes and does it with the next person. How much do you owe? Are you owe 100? Okay, now write it for 80. Here's your promissory note. Rip up the other one, write this one, and now I've got, I've got more. And he does that to all of these people. And he builds up this great soft landing spot is what it is. Uh, in the words of Alice Camille, and I like how she said it, um, he uses material goods to plot his course toward salvation. He uses his wisdom, his material goods, his creativity to plot his own salvation. What does that look like? When he doesn't have a job, he's got people who will take care of him. He finds his strength in a larger number. Now, my friends, I know what you're already thinking. I mean, I'm going to go there because you, we've already gone there. And why would we not? In the wise, astute uh, you know, image of that wonderful songwriter C.W. McCall 
and that song Convoy. If you are my age, you know it and you love it. And how can you not think of it when you're thinking of this? Because you know, at the beginning of that song, it is just a little convoy. And at the middle of that song, well, it's, it's a fairly good-sized convoy. It's a, it's a great big convoy. But at the end, it's a mighty convoy. And that mighty convoy can do anything, including crashing the gate, doing 98, and saying, let them truckers roll 10-4. Because they have power in that numbers. This guy, this wise steward, has safety and comfort and, and finds his salvation within this place. Now, any podcast that has C.W. McCoy in it and Convoy could probably end right there, but I can't quite do it because now let's connect that dot for what Jesus is inviting us to. My friends, our God is not inviting us to be unethical. He's not inviting us to collude with people. He's not inviting us to use our creativity, our, our ingenuity, our, our um, whatever gifts that we've been given to make a soft landing spot for us because that's about our own salvation. What he's saying is use dishonest wealth. Money, he's not saying, you know, dishonest is probably just a, a, a poor a turn of phrase with how it's been translated. I mean, honest wealth, we know, are those gifts from God. I mean, what what is it that makes us truly rich? Any one of us would say, it's not our money. It is our, our, our love. It is our, our spouses. It is our children. It is um, the times we have served others. That is what where we find true riches. And, and dishonest wealth, I mean, it's just basically not honest wealth. It's not what is really that which is wealthy. And so that's why he's, he's using money. He's, he's not saying use dishonest wealth, meaning colluded, stolen wealth. He's saying use the wealth of the world, money, um, okay? And, he's, and, and this person uses the wealth of the world to create this landing spot, this mighty convoy upon which he will rest. But our God is saying, but that wealth... That doesn't belong to us. That wealth belongs to those who are lowly, to use Amos's word, to those, use, to those who are poor, to those who are disenfranchised. The wealth that I have is not given for me. The wealth that I have is in my possession in order to distribute to all who are in need. And our, and our God challenges us to use the same creativity that this dishonest steward used for himself at the center to say, how are you going to use that same ingenuity and creativity in order to um, bring about the kingdom of God? And what does that look like? It looks like, you know, uh, uh, there was a shepherd who had 100 sheep. And one of them was lost. And, and we went out searching. How creatively do we, do we go out in our search and use whatever means we have necessary in order to bring that sheep, whatever and however and whatever you know that sheep looks like, back into the fold, into whatever, the, whatever that fold is, into the kingdom of God, into the love of uh, uh, our, ourselves, of our family, of our, of our community, of our church, of our country, whatever that is. How do we bring them back into that fold to feel loved and seen and heard and known and celebrate with them? What creativity are we using 
because a God ultimately is putting it down. We have to stand on one side of that gate or the other through which the, the convoy crashed. And, and God says, you cannot serve God and mammon, meaning the kingdom of God or the kingdom of myself. Which side are we going to land on? Will we use those gifts that we have been given? Will we use the eyes that we have been given? Will we use the, the, uh, the mental makeup? The, the, the way we, we see the world and encounter others. Will we use all of that to bring in those who are on the outside so they may celebrate with us, or will we use it for ourselves? There's a reason, brothers and sisters, this parable is given immediately after the three that we heard last week. Last week we heard how the kingdom of God looks for the poor and the lowly and the needy. Today, we hear how a dishonest steward looks out not for the poor and the lowly, but for themselves. And our God says, which one of these will you, which side of the, of the, the gate, as it were, which side will we fall upon? And so, my friends, let's bring this to prayer. And so we begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second sorrowful mystery the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. I hope your weekend is filled with every good thing. And uh, blessings on you as you approach this week ahead. Be well, and God's peace.